0: You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? (laughs) Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. We are so excited that you have chosen to join us today, and we are thrilled to be kicking off and Talking about all things with the new year and all the things that go on as you plan your 2022 with great hopes and joys, right, Lisa? We are going strong. We are going to do this this year.
0: We are going to do this this year, no matter what. We are no
1: matter what. We
0: are coming out ready to go. Well, we're, th- we're thrilled at the possibilities. There's nothing better than a blank slate, even though we don't know what's to come. God does. And so we trust right. him and we move forward. So it's going to be a great year.
1: That's exactly right. And I'm excited about our guest that we have on today. Her name is Tasha Calvert. She is the Women's Ministry at Prestonwood Baptist Church, and she has a responsibility for a lot of women. And I love her. Lisa loves her. And when we started talking about this topic, which is, is a balanced life possible We thought of Tasha, and I want Tasha to introduce herself. Tell us about who you are, your life, your family dynamic, all of that, because if anybody does life well, I say Tasha Calvert is at the top of the list, which is why she's with us today. So Tasha, tell us about yourself, and then is there a way to live a balanced life?
2: Well, that is certainly an introduction, and I feel very unworthy. Like I want to bow before you and say I'm not worthy of that, but I appreciate it. I'm happy, happy to uh, to give off that air. I have four daughters, and so I will say that kind of like you guys, we're all in the girl world, aren't we? Yeah. I I feel completely off-balanced in uh, my parenting journey at times, because my girls are all over the place. My oldest one just turned 25 on Sunday, and my youngest one is nine. So I feel like I just parent all over the place in every walk of life. And um, so that keeps me with a lot of uh, hands and feet in different worlds. But, but I do ministry at Prestonwood. I love that. It's just one of the highest callings that I have in my life. And, um, and then I love to write and speak and do all the things that you guys are doing. So, so is a balanced life possible? I mean, I will tell you, I think it's hard. I think it's definitely um, hard to do. And here's what I would say. Apart from Jesus, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. I don't think I could do it without without having someone to carry the load alongside me. Does that seem fair? Yeah. <laughs> is that Am I Jesus juking you guys? No. I mean, it's kind of true <laughs> though, right?
0: No, and it is true. And so one of the best books I ever read, one of my favorite books, and it dealt with this pretty much through the whole thing, is Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. Okay, and I actually taught, I put a curriculum with it and taught the Bible study at Preston Wood for many years. And here's the premise of that. So I love how Jesus used these two women and their relationship with him to kind of show what the Christian life should look like. Because you've got Mary who, uh, upon his arrival into their home, Martha, the older sister, Lazarus, the brother, Mary, upon Jesus' arrival, and we know he traveled, he traveled, long distances and he always had a posse with him they come in they they just they show up and she immediately sits down at his feet to just glean from him and we know that Martha the sister who's the older sister which is quite typical of an older sister went into oh ah, you know we got to feed all these people where are they going to sleep all of that and so you've got the when Jesus said here it, it's pretty simple. Love God with everything you've got—your heart, soul, mind, and strength—and your neighbor is yourself. Love God, love others. That's the Christian walk. And so we have Mary and Martha, and what they were doing—it they were doing the thing, you know. And so when we find our lives out of balance, and in that book she talks about finding the balance, those two things have to be balanced. Right. That service and sitting at his feet. And any time we're heavy on one in Mary, when Lazarus had died, it was Martha, that doer, that didn't sit on her hands and fret at the house. She ran to Jesus. So you see, there's that balance. God, Jesus didn't say, Martha, what you're doing is dumb or what you're doing isn't worthy. He just said that the better part right here is that Mary's sitting with me. And so we have to make that a priority, but then we don't want to just let that be it. We've got to couple that with service, with loving other people. And now what you're what you're getting from that quiet time with him and that time alone with him and, and sitting at his feet, now you go out and you serve. So, you know, the balance is in that. And but it's when we, I guess, I don't know when when you fill out a balance or out of whack. I mean, Chrissy. It, it happens, it comes on you pretty quickly and all of a sudden you're like, hey, what happened, right?
1: It really does. And it's happened to me several times uh, when I was in the corporate world raising girls and I traveled some and we were very active at our church and I looked up one day and we were spinning out of control. And a lot of it was because mama wasn't doing what the Lord designed her to do And I needed to put a halt on and make a decision. What did God call me to do? What has he asked me to do? And I knew I needed to make money. Uh, to help our household, to take pressure off my husband, uh, yes, we would have loved to have me stay at home. That uh, we had moved into a metroplex, and Charlie's, you know, salary we couldn't live on it. So the reality is, as much as I wanted to stay at home, I couldn't. So we, you know, made the choice that I was going to make a career change. And <laughs> lo and behold, the Lord led me to the church. Which guess what? My salary got less. But what is so crazy, and you can't explain. God God's economics. You just can't. Our life was so much more balanced, even though I worked at the church, which I know sounds crazy, but our life became more balanced. We had more money. We lived a great life and we still are because I have a husband that works very hard. And the Lord has given me some different skills to make money in different ways. And we looked up and our life had spun out of control because our roles were out of order if that makes sense. So that's my personal testimony. When we realized our life was out of control is because mama wasn't doing what the Lord designed her to do. So a lot of times you got to put the brakes on and take a look at your life and ask the Lord, is this really what you have asked me to do? What do you think, Tasha?
2: Well, I think you touched on something super important, and Christy, because you and I have been in similar ministry, you know, I would not
1: presume for a moment
2: to think that balance is found in the perfect mix of what's on your plate, because you and I know there are plenty, I mean, you take single moms. I know so many single moms that I can put a face in my mind when I say that that term single mom. And these moms have too much on their place. There is no way that I can sit down with them and say, okay, now you just need to devote some of your time here to exercising and some of your time here to working and some of your time. I mean, they are doing the very best they can to keep their head above water. And so apart from Jesus and following what he has, he has instructed for them to do, it's just not going to work out. But it's it's what you said, Chrissy. It's God's economy. It, it's different, and so balance can be achieved when we walk with the Lord, and and He's sifting what comes on our plate through His fingers. And and it's like you said, Lisa, just that mix of the Mary and the Martha, because both of those things have to happen. It kind of reminds me of we were in um, Ephesians on Sunday. And as a staff, we've actually memorized this passage, but it's that passage in Ephesians 3, where it's talking about the love of Christ. And it says that we may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what's the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. And I just feel like that is such a good picture when we're talking about balance. Because if you think of balance like linear, a horizontal line, you're trying to keep everything kind of in the right distribution so that that nothing is taking too much of your time and, and making you off balance. But aside from that horizontal line, that linear line, you've also got to have something that is going, you know, high, deep and wide, so so to speak. And so if you, if you don't have that, that vertical line that is basically representing that relationship that you have with Christ, and he's not filling you up, then nothing's pouring out onto that horizontal line. And so there's, there's no hope of balance without that. And so it just seems so important to me that, uh, that we first start when we're looking at this concept of balance with what does our relationship with Christ look like? I was listening to a podcast earlier today and Rich Velados, he's a pastor in New York. He said this, and I thought this was so convicting. He said, our refusal to stop in many ways reveals who we are putting our trust in. And he was just talking about kind of like what you were talking about, Chrissy, stopping the crazy, like realizing that things are not working and putting a stop to it. Sometimes we don't stop because we don't have enough trust in our God that he's going to pick up the slack for us.
0: Yeah, I love that quote. And that's exactly what I was thinking in this conversation, because So much of this stuff that makes us crazy lady or crazy guy or unbalanced, we've brought on ourselves, And we don't stop some days because we don't want to stop whatever it is. I mean, I don't know if it's sin or if it's selfishness or whatever, but the very things that are controlling us and making us feel out of balance are the things that we're not willing to give up for whatever reason. I mean, think about when you're raising your kids, if you're a parent. So much of the stuff that you end up just like, wow, how did we get here? Why are we doing all the? We signed them up, you know, we signed our kids up for all of these crazy things. With us, with the team comes practices and games, and you know, all of the things. And so, we have to look in the mirror when we're feeling that life has come at us too quickly, and we're we're crazy or we're living in chaos. I mean, that is not from the Lord. God is not the God of confusion. And when we're confused and we feel wills off and we have no time for when the people that I, t- I talk to say, well, I would love to have a quiet time, but I just don't have time. Well, that's a, just a balancing issue on your part. That's a scheduling issue, right? That if this is a desire of our heart to be with the Lord, then that everything else should pale in comparison to that. And so, we are the authors of our time. And that's the thing. We've all been given 24 hours. Not one of us has been given any more time than the next. And so I I got a text earlier today of, of somebody asking me to do something. And I said, you know what? This month and this month, I'm saying no, no more. They're full, right? And, and I had to just look at my calendar. And it's not too full. But it's full enough for me right now where I... I know that I would start to feel too busy or too crazy or where I just didn't have peace anymore. And that is a decision that I'm able to make now. And I know there's going to be stages in our life where we want to do it all. And I think when you're raising your family, you do want to do it all. You want your kids to experience everything. You want to be at everything. You want to do everything. That's why it's so important. And that's why I love that we're Airing this at the beginning of a year, because really take into account all the things that you're scheduling now. You've gotten you when you when we flip open into 2022, and we see a, a totally blank slate. That's a good thing, and and I know if you're if you're a type A and, and you want to fill in those blanks and you want to just get it full, and we love that stuff, but there are consequences to that. In a lot of days, it's an imbalance and it's chaos and it's no peace. And and what about praying over some of these things? You oh, know, have we ever just amen. decided Hey, you know, that's a novel thought, isn't it, Chrissy? Let me just pray before I say yes to
1: this. <laughs> that's right. And that's one thing in my younger years I didn't do. Me either. I didn't pray about it. Right. If somebody asked me to do something at church, sure. I'm like, yeah. Charlie would always say, you're the girl that they know to come to because you're not going to say no. You yeah. know, there comes a time where you have to say no. But I was dropping off cupcakes and taking this and doing that and working full time and trying to take care of girls. And they had practices. And I mean, I was just sitting here thinking, I don't even know how I did all that. And I'm sure I didn't do it well. Did y'all see Jenny Allen's quote? Uh, She posted back in
2: December and I thought that was so good. I've got it screenshot and it says capacity. You have one. Stop apologizing for that. And I just thought, and she kind of went on, but it's true. We do have a capacity. And I would say as believers, God's given us that capacity. It was ordained by him. And listen, my capacity and your capacity may be different. And that's okay too. And I think that's where that trust comes in about who is our trust in? Because a lot of times, I think what drives us to push beyond our, our capacity is that we are worried we might miss an opportunity. We're worried uh, something won't get done that we feel is super important. And and maybe we haven't prayed about it like you're saying, Lisa. You know, I I have a funny story. I love social media, but because of my age, I feel like I really peaked on Facebook and, you know, now Facebook is not really where where it's at. I peaked. I peaked on, I mean, Facebook is still where I'm really most comfortable, but that's not where everybody is now. They're all moving to Instagram. And so I'm trying to get into the Instagram rhythm and I'm doing, you know, I'm uh, okay there. I I mean, I don't thrive there. (laughs) So uh, about a year ago, I was like, you know where I really need to break in is the Twitterverse. And so I got <laughs> on Twitter and I want to tell you, I am so poorly followed on Twitter. I never. So one of my highest or highest liked posts. So now it's just almost like my my diary because nobody <laughs> sees it. <laughs> Back in August, I did get two likes. Okay, this is one of my higher. So two <laughs> people saw this, and thought this was really good. But it was just kind of something the Lord was teaching me. And I said, let's spend, this was also at the beginning of August, right before school year. So you know how we liked we, we want to regroup. And so this was one of those times when the Lord, I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, here's fall coming, you need to regroup. And so I said, let's spend less try, less time trying to hold it together. And more time being held by the one who holds all things. Colossians 1:17, he is before all things and by him all things hold together. And really, when I when I looked at that quote, well, I mean I felt like it was super profound, me and two other people. But um, <laughs> but but it really was to me, because I think a lot of what drives me to an imbalance in my life is is thinking I'm the one holding it together. And, you know, newsflash, I'm not. And that's freeing. It really right. is. I mean, you know, it's it's freeing to recognize that someone sees my situation and is holding those things together and has gone before me and allowed these things into my life and is not going to let them crush me. And uh, some days, man, that's a lifeline, Right.
0: Yeah, it and is. And don't you
1: think some of it comes back to identity? Yes. That oh, we yeah. try to find our identity in those things in what and
0: we right, yes. what we do. Right. What we
1: do. Right. And it all goes back to Psalm 139 where God said, "I have wrote down all the days of your life in a book." Right. Why in the world would we not consult him? Why in the world would we not talk to him about every little thing that we decide to do, whether it's taking cupcakes or go sitting with somebody that's sick or taking a meal to something? What we just go automatic pilot. Maybe it's just me, just automatic pilot. Oh, yeah, I can do that and I can do that. And the older I get, the wiser I am of like, Lord, did you ask me to do that? Did you? Do you want me to do that? Now, I also think some of those things are no-brainers. Lisa and I were a part of a text group not long ago of a family that we love dearly, and the mom had gotten COVID and was very sick, and the dad had three children at home, and he has a thriving ministry. And she's like, Look, I need help. And I thought, I would never reach out to anyone and say, I need help. But she did because she's young and much smarter than I am. And of course, the troops rallied around her. Of course, we took her food. So that's an instance where you don't really need to pray about it. The Lord chose you to do that because there were only three people or four people on the text. So he chose you. That was written in my book that day that you're going to take a meal to this family. So you don't, you know, don't get me wrong. You have to stop and pray about every little single... God's chosen you for a lot of things. So I think when we settle into our identity that we belong to him, he wrote down the days of our life. He is the one, like you said, Tasha, controlling everything. Let's get on board with him and get off our own script of what we think needs to be done and the things that we need to do. So we've talked a lot of, you know, what I call pie in the sky. Let's talk about reality. How do we have a balanced life? Because it is possible. It is possible. So tell us how to have a balanced life.
2: Well, I think first you start in God's word. I mean, you know, we all, all three of us uh, champion getting in God's word. And I would say, I mean, I'm a morning person. I say that needs to happen first thing in the morning. I know people have different rhythms and that's fine, whatever your rhythm is, but I think you have got to to be in God's word, to be hearing from him. That is the primary way he's going to talk to you as a believer. So if you're going to want to hear about what he's allowing and what he might be calling you to do or not to do, I think you need to be in God's word. But Chrissy, you were just talking about something that really, I don't think we talk about a lot in balance when you're talking about just getting granular and, and practical in it. Balance means that yes, we are sometimes giving, we are sometimes the one receiving the text and being called up to help, but balance also means that there's times we are receiving help. And I don't think we like that part. No, nope. I mean, it was just like what you were saying, to have balance, you can't always be the giver. Sometimes you're the re- you're the recipient of what God is trying to do. And sometimes you need people to speak into your life, to do something practically helpful to you. And I'm really proud of of the person that sent you that text, because like you said, they are wise, because they know they need help. And that's what the body of Christ is there for. So giving in God's word and being balanced in that way.
0: I was just saying that's a good word, because we want to think we can do it all. Yeah. and 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 I agree with Christy when we got that text, I was like, "Oh, wow, I don't know that I would have ever done that." And then I thought, "But why, why would I have never right. done that? Isn't that what the body of Christ is for? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, aren't we supposed to help each other and encourage one another? And that's the early church. I mean, it's what they did. Yeah. That's who they were. And so exactly. that was that was just a kind of a wake-up call for me. I loved it so I agree Tasha keep going keep going right <laughs> and this-
2: and then the other thing I would say is just, I mean, you know, we are called to be wise. There's, there's so much wisdom literature in scripture. And so I think some of it is just using your common sense. Lisa, you were very smart to say we've got 24 hours. None of us have any more than that. None of us have any less. We've all also got a capacity. So I think you just have to practically look at what are my what are the hours in my day? What's on my list? And what, where's my capacity? And make sure that is all jiving with what you're taking into your life. You know, there's going to be different seasons. We talk about this a lot in the women's ministry. You know, some of our older ladies that, that are empty nesters, they've got, they've got plenty of time to come up and spend two and three hours in a classroom studying the Bible. But guess what? Some of our young moms that are working and picking up kids from school, they don't have two or three hours every week, but they've got a little bit of time. So so what is what it just being wise, being practical. What is your capacity? What is it that you've got to get done? And um, and what does that need to look like? Not And you
1: know, time? that changes throughout your life through all it these does. different seasons. It's going to look different. As you were talking, I just started thinking about our sweet friend, Trudy Cox. She opens yes. up her home um, every now and then and just has treats and invites all these people over and just stop by whenever you can. And that is a gift. That is a gift of hospitality, but you also feel so special when you walk in her home. Well, I want to do that, but she's in a season that she can, and I will get in that season really soon. And Lisa will too, because Lisa's really old, but you know, as... (laughs) Not that Trudy's that old, but she's so young at heart, you don't even think she's older. But she's in a season where she can open her home That's and back right. the things and have people over. And I just feel so special when I'm there. So if you're listening, your balanced life looks different every season. And the things that you're craving to do, Lisa's oldest daughter's like, well, when I get that age, I hope I can do that. Don't worry about me. I'm just here with my three boys. And we're like, "Uh, we've lived your life and we've already done that. So it's your turn, you know? So (laughs) you have to think through that those days will come and that's that's something to look forward to. But don't think you have to try to be all of that when you're a young mom. There are That's only certain exactly things right. that you can do. And like you said, we can't expect them to be at all the Bible studies and to be at all the things at church and do all the things that I tried to do because you don't have that capacity, nor did God ask you to do that,
2: right? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. The, I like to, and, and I call this being allowed to go off script because so we have a script for our day, right? And we've got a plan and we put it in, into motion and Nothing's going to get in our way. We're going to do what our list says to do, right? But you want to have those, you want to have time in your schedule to go off script, those Holy Spirit moments, like when Chrissy and I got the text asking for a meal. If you're so bombarded with things to do and things you've committed to and all of it, you're not going to have time in your schedule. When the Holy Spirit does pierce your heart to do something, or when you feel led to help somebody, or just visit with a neighbor, or grab a cup of coffee with a friend who needs you, you're not going to have time if you if you don't leave time in your schedule. Amen. And so, or you're not going to be prone to say yes to those things that really could be driven by the Holy Spirit in your life. And so... I think that's another reason to say no and no is as good as yes sometimes. But yes. you know, then you can go through seasons and I remember you know, just say no was a big thing amongst the Christian community, you know, a while back because we, you know, just say no, you don't have to say yes to everything. Well, sometimes you're supposed to say yes and sometimes right. you're supposed to say no, you know? So you have to that's why prayerfully discerning these things that Cause us to get a little um, out of whack will be much easier if we're just giving God a chance to lead us and direct us on what we're going to say yes to, what we're going to say no to. And you're exactly right. There's seasons for these things. That's right. There's seasons for the yeses, there's seasons for the noes. And I think one thing is just, you know, amongst ourselves as women. And men, I think we get so judgmental sometimes looking at people that say no to something or that say yes to something and you know act like they shouldn't be or they should be or whatever. We don't know what God's called each person to. That's right. You know, and so if you know, you might be on these teams and you're the high priestess in, in the in that group, you know, leading them to the Lord and all of these other things. There's so much that can happen in these things that become so consumed, but God could be working at this season in your life to really affect this family's life or whatever. So you just have to kind of figure that out along the way. But I think it's a good practice for women in particular, as we start a new year, to just look at the schedule and say, okay, is there anything that can give so that I can have peace and balance in my life? And not that that's the end goal. I think no. the end goal is loving God and loving others, right? Right. But but right. it's but we bring on a lot of this ourselves and I think it's just a good practice to just kind of evaluate at the beginning, like to, twice a year, maybe beginning of the school year, after summer and then the beginning of a calendar year. I don't know.
1: And I I think another thing to consider when you're looking at your schedule, I want to leave space because I want the Lord to choose me. I don't want him to overlook me because That's oh good. she doesn't have time. Look at her schedule. She's packed to the packed to the rim. I can't use her. I don't ever want to be in that position where he looks at my life and says, Oh, well, I wanted to use her, but I can't because look at all she's got going on. And it it was stuff I wanted to do and not things that he had ordained for me to do. So good work. I, I love the idea of this going off script, leaving the space in your calendar. I think no matter what season you're in, everybody needs to do that. Every single person. So Tasha, we're starting to come to a close of our podcast. Leave us some closing words or some encouragement or anything else that would help someone have a balanced life.
2: You know, as y'all were sitting here talking, I think the thing that kept coming to my mind is especially, and of course, I mainly deal with women, in ministry. And so that's kind of my heartbeat and, and who I hear from. But I think one of the places that really balanced life is going to begin for women, especially, is going to be emotionally. And so I would say that as you're starting out this year, obviously we want to look at all the ways we've talked about today, about capacity and putting our trust in God and being prayerful about our decisions and being wise in how we order our days. But But also just what is emotionally derailing you? Because we have to have emotional balance too. And I I tell women so frequently, I need to get a plaque made, that you don't have to ride the roller coaster. There's a lot of people around you and they may be and often are in your home. Sometimes you're married to them. Sometimes you've given birth to them. (laughs) I mean, but that just ride an emotional roller coaster and i think as women we sometimes feel uh burdened to hop on it with them and i would just i would just say that pray that god would would give you the wisdom and the eyes to see emotionally where you need to put up some boundaries because that is going to help so much with giving you clear eyes and a clear heart to see what God's calling you to do okay. in the practical spaces of your life. It's just keeping yourself emotionally healthy and, um, and not feeling that obligation to ride the, the crazy train that, that sometimes the people around us are riding and, it's
0: a good word, um, and
2: and that again just goes back to being in God's word and praying for that, asking Him for that wisdom, and um, just giving yourself permission to to set those boundaries. Sometimes where where you see an unhealthy attachment or emotional uh, pattern forming.
0: It's good.
1: I think that's a good word. I've loved having you on our podcast. And I think there's a lot of good information here for women of all seasons and all ages. And um, you're on my prayer list. You're one of the church people I pray for. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for serving so well. And may God bless you in many ways.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydenham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.